If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our tubes to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I am once again living on the internet, as are we all, and um, doing another episode of the show. And uh, one of the things that's cool about doing this um, virtually is, is that, you know, I used to do it in person. I used to go to people's jam spaces or houses or cars or whatever and, and talk to them. And uh, this has kind of given me an opportunity to reach out more to people whose music I've always sort of been familiar with locally but have never actually talked to before. And uh, my guest on this episode is someone like that. I, I know um, I heard your record that came out, um, I'm thinking it was probably 2017 or so. And uh, yeah. I'm definitely curious to hear what you have uh, going on now. But before we even get into that, if you want to just introduce yourself and maybe give some background about what it is you do musically. Uh, my name is Blue McLeod. I'm from a project called Gritoko. I, uh, I'm a multi-instrumentalist and I play solo. I usually play kazoo and guitar on stage. And then on my recording projects, I play, I play viola, I play accordion, I play, yeah, I pretty much play everything. Cool. Um, yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> cool, cool. So, uh, am I right in thinking it's been a while since you released something? Like, it's been a few years? It has been. Um, like, yeah, my, my first album came out in 2017, and now um, my friend Mark and I are working on uh, the second one still. It's it's al- it's almost done. Uh, it's taking longer than expected, which is, I mean, kind of predictable when you get hit by a pandemic. Sure. But, yeah. Yeah, so um, I still don't have a release date because I'm still very OCD about the mixes. But we're current, we're just we're getting through the mixes, and then it's just mastering and releasing it. So cool. the album's gonna be called Periwinkle. It's gonna be 13 songs. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure what else to say. No, that's that's right that's, that's cool. That's cool. So I guess um, one question I have for people who do what you do, where you can play solo, like you said, with guitar and and uh, kazoo and then uh, your record has so much more going on so many more instruments how do you how do you write these songs like, do you write them to be performed solo and then you sort of add to them after the fact or how does that work um i kind of i mean i i've never really like there was a a point when i started thinking that it would be a good idea to start thinking about uh how it would be performed when i was writing it but then it it kind of it was just too much of a challenge. So when I write it, I don't actually really think about what it's uh, going to be like live. Okay. Um, yeah, actually, like how my second album started, um, I I challenged myself. I gave myself two weeks to finish an EP, and the challenge I gave myself was I wasn't allowed to use more than five textures. Okay. And yeah, I 
I yeah couldn't stop layering I that's just how it it always ends up like that so I just kind of accepted that it's different live than it is on the recording yeah which yeah I I don't know I I think that's okay oh totally yeah yeah it is yeah. Do, do you um I guess the reason I'm asking it because there there is so much going on. I mean, when you listen to the, the, the your previous record, anyway, there there is a lot of layers. There's a lot of having the viola in there, for example, really changes uh, the sound of things compared to what you would be able to do with just a guitar. So, um, do you do you have two versions of the songs? Like, do you have the studio, like kind of the recorded version, and then maybe a stripped down version you play live, or do you just try to play it as straight up as you can? Uh, yeah, I, I mean that's kind of how it works out. Um... Sometimes I play with other people. Um, so, I I mean, sometimes shows are, like, um, they're pretty different. Um, I it, it is definitely a different version on stage than it is on the recording. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it's instead of viola or whatever, I, I play the sort of leady parts on kazoo. Okay. And, um, yeah, and I play guitar. Some songs yeah some songs on the record are banjo songs and ukulele songs but i'll put them on guitar live sometimes i bring more instruments cool i yeah yeah i guess it's kind of different every every time okay so i guess one of the things that i was trying to figure out uh, upon listening to your stuff is where do you think that you fit I, I hate asking this question because no one likes answering it and it's such a hard thing to answer yeah. but what do you think you consider yourself to be as far as genre wise i mean the obvious thing I think people would suggest is folk because you have ukuleles and banjos and things like that happening, but there's definitely more to it than just that. Yeah, for sure. I, I call it art rock. Okay. It's, I mean, I, yeah, it's just, it's, the goal is to be rock music. Um, it, I think it wound up being a bit more on the poppy side, but, um, yeah. Uh, when I first started the projects, I, wanted to do something like I wanted to call it collage rock okay. where it's like a bunch of stuff just like sticking out and like a lot of contrasty sort of textures. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've just sort of gone with indie and stuff like that for what to call it. Cause I, I have no idea what to call it either. Everything's yeah. kind of melded into something different now, I guess. These the days. Does that kind of nebulousness, does that make it hard for you to fit in, like figure out where you fit within the larger music community as far as getting on bills at shows or, or fitting in with certain scenes? Like does that, the fact that you can kind of move in and out with different stuff, like like you said, you want to be rock, but it could be folk or it could be art rock or whatever you want to call it. Like does that make it harder to sort of find your place within the music scene or is it kind of a nice thing to have that, that ability to shift around? I feel like it's actually kind of helped because... Um... I mean, like my, I guess my writing style is sort of changing a bit. Um, like my newer stuff is kind of moving more towards like a acoustic punky sort of okay. thing. Okay. Um, but uh, I find, yeah, it's it's actually been really helpful. Like I've been, I've been on bills with pop artists, and I've been on bills with folk artists, and I've been on bills with punk artists, and it's, I yeah, I feel like it's actually kind of helped out a bit because it's not because I. I could find a way to fit on really any bill. I almost, as long as it's kind of close to the rock genre and right. pop genre, I guess. Without sort of pigeonholing yourself as, as this kind of artist or that kind of yeah. artist. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, this is another thing I hate asking about. I'm, I'm sick of talking about it because I've been talking about it for like a year and a half, but the pandemic is obviously still in everyone's minds. Shows are happening again, which is awesome, and people are starting to get yeah. out there more, but um, what has this whole experience been like for you uh, as a creative person? I mean, have you found the, I don't want to call it time off because it isn't time off for anyone. It's, it's more stressful than usual, but have you found this kind of like enforced time off, I guess? Um, has it been helpful creatively or has it been uh, difficult to sort of uh, write music and, and do that kind of thing? during the pandemic it's i mean definitely when it started um i definitely almost got a couple songs written like when it first started but i was mainly just losing my mind um yeah and then i mean it was really just kind of depressing for a while um i mean i yeah I, i wasn't really doing much uh for a lot of it and then I would say I mean Mark and I found time to record but like with the restrictions and stuff we didn't we didn't really want to break any rules we wanted to do things safely so that's part of the reason why the album took so long and then the album taking a long time was also kind of depressing and then there were other challenges that were going on um I I think I like I feel like I've just sort of recently been able to like get back into like functioning mentally enough okay. to write um I, I feel like the pandemic though i i kind of i feel like i'm a different kind of person now like at the start of that pandemic i was definitely like i used to i mean it's you don't really want to rush a big creative product product but um it just felt like 2017 just felt like so long ago and I just yeah. wanted to get the album out. And um, the pandemic has definitely taught me like some patience. So I'm, I feel like I'm the opposite now because it's like, no, I don't want it out until it's completely done. So um, yeah, that's pretty much how the pandemic's been. So that, inf- that enforced patience has actually worked out for you, I guess, in terms of honing, yeah. honing the project and making sure it's exactly how you want it to go. Yeah, it was... Yeah, a lot of learning patience, and I guess that's which. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to have it out sooner, but nothing really goes according to plan. When, yeah, of course, yeah, pandemics, the whole world is shut down. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't make anything yeah. happen. Yeah, what what yeah. does um what does live performances look like? What do live performances look like? You look like for you going forward? I mean, I know things are sort of slowly starting to open up. Shows are kind of happening again. Do you have anything planned? Like, uh, I mean, I guess as far as a release show for the, for the record or anything like that? Uh, I think we are going to have, uh, I know Mark wants to do a release show. Um, and then we'll probably look for a bass player and a keys player. Um, we don't really have anything planned, uh, depending on how it goes. I might just release, uh, the album digitally and then wait a bit before doing sort of a release party. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have any shows coming up yet. Um, I, I'm still kind of on the paranoid side. I don't want to set up a show and then have it turn out that it's not safe. To- For sure bring people in especially like it's cooling down now like it's winter so outdoor venues aren't really going to be a thing that's right yeah so yeah yeah i wanted to book it yeah i wanted to book a tour but and like every day i'm just like i i gotta start booking that tour but i it's just it's nerve-wracking when you don't know what to expect so 
Well, yeah, and if you're going out of province, the difference is from province to province as far as lockdown rules and stuff like that. Yeah, it's got to be hard. Yeah, for sure. Oh,
So since it's been so long since you've been working on this, do these songs still feel fresh to you, or are you just kind of wanting to get them out at this point? Like, do they, does it still feel like new current? Like, this is your current sound, or are they? Is there anything about them that kind of feels like, oh, I should have uh, released this a while ago because now I sound like this? Oh, yeah, there is. I mean, I definitely, I I am working on my third one while we're still finishing the second one, and okay. it is quite a bit different actually. Um, I always, it always seems to like blend together somehow in the end, but, um, yeah, I was, I mean, it's still like, I mean, I still like the songs. I'm still proud of the songs. Um, I mean, yeah, it like, I'm okay that it didn't come out a while ago. It does sound like it was from a while ago though, because, um, some of the songs were written before my first album came out, so some of them oh, are wow. pretty old. And then, yeah, I think the newest song on the album was written um, probably right... It was probably finished right before the pandemic hit. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's... Well, and I guess they're, yeah. they'll, they'll be new to the audience anyway, right? I mean, people hearing them when yeah, the record comes sure. out, it's, it's not, even if they sound old to you, they're not going to realize, right? Because it's, it's it's new to them for sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you um, do you have sort of a? I, I think I saw something on your social media about how you were busking for the first yeah. time in a while. So is that is that a big part of of how you get these songs sort of uh, rehearsed in front of an audience? Yeah, I would say if I wasn't a busker, I probably wouldn't be able to get on stage because okay. I'm I'm that shy. Like I I probably would have a hard time talking to people in general if I wasn't a busker. Oh, it's, cool. Uh, yeah, it's not really not cool that you would have a hard time talking, but cool that that, that worked. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's been yeah, busking has been good. Like um, back when I lived in Montreal and I was busking every day there, it, it did a lot for me in finding listeners and followers too. Um, and it was yeah, busking was like really it was kind of the start of my career. Like I used to be a Celtic uh, flautist, and okay. that's what I did when I was busking, and then. 
when I built the guts for it, I started playing banjo and guitar on the street and people seemed to like really accept it and people seemed happy to see me. So I stuck with it. And um, yeah, it was weird um, being back at it, but like it, yeah, for some reason, yeah, it like, it felt normal. Like I had a microphone and okay. in a P100 mask um, is yeah. for some reason it felt like the right thing to do. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know what else to say about it. That's interesting but, that, that busking kind of gave you the confidence though, to play the real shows because I think busking to me anyway, almost seems like you're, um, it seems like it'll be harder because you're sort of, uh, forcing yourself onto people walking by, right? It's like, look at me, listen to this, stop, stop what you're doing. Like, it seems like that would be more difficult than people sort of, uh, who are, who go there knowing that you're going to play music. Like, so how, how does that work? How did you get... How do you get people to listen to you when you're busking? Because, I mean, a lot of time, people will just walk by. I've seen buskers. I've sat and listened to them. And you, nine times out of ten, people just give it a gl- give them a glance and, and keep walking. So h- how do you get confidence from that? Because that seems like, to me, it would be the opposite <laughs> of that, where you just get, like, yeah. beat down every day because all these people are ignoring you, right? Um, I Honestly, I think the beating down is actually... It, it, might, be a, it might be a good thing, because then you get practice being beaten down. Right. I mean, I I don't think I've ever had anyone yell offensive things at me when I was on stage, but I've definitely seen it happen. And I don't know. It's it's good to not let it get to you. And um, I mean, attracting people's attention. Uh, I I don't think I ever. I mean, I guess I guess yeah. I, I kind of focused on that. I used to um, like sometimes it's just what I play. Like I used to play singing saw um, on the street, oh, that's and cool. that got that got people's attention because it's weird. Yeah. And uh, when I play the kazoo, people seem to like really. The kazoo gets people's attention. I can't do that with a mask on. Right. Because uh, yeah, it sticks out too much. But um, yeah, uh, and then I mean, playing crowd pleasers, I guess, does it. I should probably be learning more covers for that um do you have sort of standards that you pull out like that you know people are going to be into uh tiptoe through the tulips oh yeah like tiny tim <laughs> yeah yeah, is yeah. A, yeah it's probably the best i got people well, pretty suited to ukulele too right yeah yeah i played on the banjo sometimes too oh cool cool yeah it sounds good on the banjo in my in my opinion well, something you said a few minutes ago too about about busking and about how doing it would sort of get you uh, people knowing who you were and getting followers and things like that. I hadn't even thought of that aspect of it, but yeah, now that we're in this social media world, you can be playing on the street and then people can find you later. Whereas you know, even yeah. fifteen years ago, that wouldn't have been an option. So that is a cool way to to kind of um, generate interest in what you're doing because people can just look you up right there and right on the street. Yeah, yeah, I used to. I used to have a sign out with all my social media stuff. I, I painted it. It was it was art. I don't know. I'm I'm embarrassed of my own art sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It it's you just put your name out there, and it was amazing how many people like I'd find like so and so liked your Instagram page, and it was wow. Yeah.
Well, that, that whole social media aspect of it is something that I think a lot of people struggle with because I think it's a different set of, like, tools than just being creative, right? I mean, making music is one thing, but then having to almost be a business unto yourself where you're, you know, telling people about shows and constantly updating social media and posting things all the time. What has that been like for you, trying to sort of juggle the two things, the creative side and then the you're now marketing yourself side? It's It's been really difficult because I... I really, I'm not much of a social media person. Uh, it, it is a challenge because, I mean, there's just so many voices going on at the same time yeah. uh, on the internet. And um, 
some sometimes I legitimately just forget and then I'm like, oh crap, I need to promote that thing that's happening tomorrow. Right. And it's yeah, it's it's really I I have like a list of stuff that I'm I have goals for like like weekly goals and it always just seems like there's so much to do to move the project forward, like even updating a website and Oh, yeah, it's it's a lot. I I guess that's kind of what's nice about being in a band um, with more than one person is like it's easy enough to have different people take different jobs. Totally. Being a solo performer, it's yeah, there's a lot. But I guess that the trade off is as a solo performer, you can kind of just pick up and go wherever you want. Yeah. If you're going to busk or play a show, you don't necessarily need to, you know, round up five people and <laughs> get everything, everyone in a van and stuff. So there's, yeah, there's, I guess it balances out a little bit. Um, where can, uh, yeah. the good thing about this being a podcast is someone could hear it when it comes out the day after, or they could hear it like a year from now. And hopefully by then, you know, uh, things are cleared up as far as COVID, I hope, and shows are happening, yeah. maybe you're touring, things like that. What's the best way to sort of um, follow you and find out what you're up to and hear the music you have out now? I would say um, Instagram and Facebook uh, for news updates. Um, so my handle is at Protoko Music on Instagram and then Facebook. Uh, yeah, I guess look up Protoko on Facebook or yeah. And then um, music-wise, Bandcamp. I usually I tend to have more stuff on Bandcamp. Sometimes I'll put stuff up and take it down okay. or whatever. It changes more than Spotify, but I'm on Spotify too. Okay. So, yeah, my go-to is Bandcamp, uh, but I'm also on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. Well, and I guess Bandcamp, actually, you, you get more out of it as an artist in terms of like uh, actually getting paid, right? <laughs> you, can, you can sell merch and things too. Yeah, yeah all my music is up for uh, name your price. Cool. So I've actually found that's been actually better like because i mean i like that people can download it if they want to like i don't want there to ever be like any pressure yeah. to like pay me for it because i mean yeah that almost seems like it goes hand in hand with the busking thing <laughs> where there's yeah. you know it's like give me money if you want to that's cool i like that yeah and that yeah, sort of sure. is also i mean i know you mentioned like punk a few times as being something that's in there with all the other sounds and that's kind of the punk aesthetic as well right is that that diy thing and that seems to be pretty strong through through what you're doing yeah and then um before i let you go um i know you don't know when the, the, the record's coming out what is, uh, can you remind me what the name of the re new record is and then so people when will people be able to hear songs from it like when when are you going to start releasing singles uh, leading up to the release of the album is that figured out yet or is that still in the works um I would say it's still in the works. Uh, I hope I'm not cursing it by saying it, but definitely 2022. Okay. Okay. Um, and the album is called Periwinkle. Periwinkle. Yeah. And will you be releasing that? Um, I know you, you just mentioned all the streaming services and stuff, but are you the type of person who likes to release physical copies as well? Yeah. Um, depending on how the pandemic goes. I'll of course, yeah. Yeah, I'll have uh, physical copies whenever the release show is. Um, it might be online, just digitally for a while, but uh, there will be physical copies. And I'm planning on doing something really arty for the CDs. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm trying not to let myself do it, like, make it too complicated. 
because that'll be expensive. But right. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's, I guess, a wait and see, right? For people to, to yeah. once it comes out. Very cool. Yeah.